Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everyone. So here we are, ah, episode 18, and I wanted to spend a little time storytelling. So for the first you know, I'd say at least six months, June through December of the Love Letter Project, which is the year-long project where I wrote myself a love letter, a self-love letter each day. I was living in this sweet little apartment in Boulder, Colorado, and it was in this beautiful old building. It was this home that had been built in 1891, which is 100 years before I was born. I was born in 1991. And this apartment was so sweet, so tiny. It had a kitchen just filled with windows and then one window for the rest of the studio. And it had a beautiful big front porch and it sat up on a hill. And I would walk down the stairs. My apartment was on the second floor. I would walk down the stairs each morning. I would bring a pillow and like a little coat and a cup of tea in my journal. And um, I like to listen to music while I would do this too. So I would often bring my iPhone and my headphones and have my music and I would creep downstairs and I would sit and watch the sunrise. And sometimes the sun had already risen and I would just enjoy the sun. It was a south facing porch and it sat up on this hill. So it's like the street was so far below because there was the street, there was a hill, there were a bunch of stairs to get up off onto the porch. And then the porch itself was kind of off the ground. And I would sit on this beautiful flagstone wall and it would be kind of chilly. Sometimes that's why I brought the pillow. And sometimes I would sit on the swing, which is actually the story behind that little drawing that is the um, kind of cover art for this podcast, at least at this point. Um, That's a little doodle of me sitting on the swing on the porch, which I sometimes did. But mostly I liked the wall, the flagstone wall. And I would look out across the city and... I'd get to see, you know, just so much beauty. And there was just such a sense of peace as I did that. And then through this process, through this time in my life, I got the really clear signal that it was time for me to move. And so in in December, I packed up all my things. Uh, I rented, I didn't own a car, uh, so I rented vehicle to carry all my belongings and myself from Colorado all the way to California, where I am now. And I remember a few of the days where I was writing the love signals, you know, love letters on that road trip because I broke it up into uh, three days. And then I got to write all those love letters once I was at my mom's place in California. And being in her garden was so It was so different, but it was so beautiful in its own unique way, being with the sunrise, being with the animals and the, mm, just the very different setting there. And, and then when I concluded the uh, love signal, love letters, love, I'm starting to think of it as the love signals project all those years ago. uh, I was in Florida with one of my dear friends celebrating my 30th birthday. And, uh, it's cool to think about all the places that I was, 
I was when I was writing these letters. I went on a few trips um, after I moved to California. Let's see. Let me list it out for you. So I was in Boulder, Colorado from you know June uh, through the end of that year of 2020. I did go and visit my mom. We met up in Sedona, Arizona. So there was like a week or so there where I was in Sedona. So Boulder, Colorado, Sedona, Arizona. And then... Um, and then on the road trip, I was in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then Sedona, Arizona again, and then basically Palm Springs, California. And then I believe that May, I went back to Boulder to visit. And then that June, I went to Florida. Uh, there were other trips that happened later in 2021, but it's kind of cool just to think about where these love letters took place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to give you all that visual. I, I think that there's something so interesting to me about places that we inhabit in the world. I've moved a lot in my life. I was born in Seattle and, um, for various reasons, uh, mostly for well-being reasons, my mom and I moved to various places throughout my childhood, looking for just the right spot. My mom's a bit of a Goldilocks, which I adore. <laughs> and I love being the daughter of Goldilocks. And I love having that keen attention to, is this right? Is this right? Is it, is it too much? Is it not quite enough? Is it, you know, is it too hard? Is it too soft? Is it <laughs> too hot, too cold? So we were on the hunt for the right place to be, especially in my younger years as I was, you know, going to schools and becoming the person I am now. And so I moved a lot as a kid and got to experience different places, including Sedona, Arizona, and Hawaii, um, and Seattle, and many other places, Austin, Texas. And in 2021, I traveled so much, um, and that felt really important to me. And this year of 2022, I haven't traveled as much, and that's felt really right, too. And... I don't know why exactly I'm talking about this, but it just feels valuable to reflect on where we are, you know, and where we've been. And sometimes when I imagine traveling, I imagine it's like I'm, <laughs> I can see like this string or this uh, piece of yarn that's weaving across a map and I can trace back my steps. And there's a way that that, thread feels like it connects me to all the past parts of me that thread that zigzags across you know the united states basically we did visit some other countries at certain points but it was mostly the u.s and perhaps part of why i like that is because it reminds me of a love signal of perhaps love was drawing us to those different places and then you know love was always on that thread. So even if we trace it back, we could still feel the love there for Seattle, right? Which is where, where I began or, um, or then now, you know, for Sedona, it's like I spent seven or so years of my childhood there and I feel the love there. Yeah. It's amazing how each of us has our own unique thread, our own unique place that we inhabit throughout our lives 
and there's a whole history to it. I've been thinking a lot about timelines. Actually, maybe this is this is a good episode to talk about this. Timelines. Um, I I love the idea. I love timelines. I don't know if you ever did this in school, but sometimes we do this of like history timelines where you'd draw a line and then you'd map out, okay, here's the end date of what this line shows and here's the starting date. And you'd, and you'd put, okay, here about, you know, a quarter of the way in is when this big thing happened and then halfway through then, then this other thing happened. And then, and you could even, it's like you could chart like, wow, like, well, this happened and then this happened and then this other thing happened. And, um, I always loved that. I've done that with my life <laughs> because I just, I like to think about things of, you know, time is this, this line that's moving. It can be thought of as a line, right? Moving into the future, moving, moving, moving forward. It has its past and it just keeps moving. And there's something so intense about that. It can almost feel relentless at times, but I feel like we're connected. We're, we, we live on that line, right? We live in the present moment of it. But then with our consciousness, we can visit the past and we can visit the future. Not that they're the exact same line necessarily of what we lived, right? Because our memory and our projections can be um, altered and skewed even for better or worse. But there's this, there's this line that we're relating to, this, this timeline that we're relating to. And I love the idea of playing with that. And one of my favorite things, and I hope I'm able to describe this well, one of my favorite things to think about when it comes to this timeline, and I remember this idea actually hit me when I was in a coaching session with a client, and then it started to happen again and again and again. Because one of the things that we do a lot of was this deep inner child work where you know, we'd connect with whatever negative feeling was kind of going on for them, whether it was about, you know, food or their body or a relationship or something. And we'd follow that feeling back in time. And we'd connect with a younger aged version of that person. And as we'd connect with that child, you know, it was all these steps you'd go, you'd, I'd have the, the client be the child, feel what she's feeling. It was, I've worked with women basically exclusively. So she'd feel what she was feeling She'd tell me what she could see, what she was experiencing. We'd, we'd use tapping while we were doing all this visualization to kind of soothe and release any of the discomfort or tension that was there. And then we'd go in again and check to make sure that the younger self was okay. And then we'd go in again and imagine being the adult self, checking in with the child self, observing her, observing the situation, and that was one of my favorite parts because the adult self has so many more resources than the younger self. And this to me is a timeline moment. It's where the future self, right, is coming back in time to connect with the past self or the past self is being conjured up in our consciousness to visit us in the present where we can love her, where we can take care of her. Either way, it almost feels like this folding of time that one moment in time is meeting with another. And the part that would blow me away as we were having dialogues, right? The, the client would, I would ask the client to tell that younger self whatever it is she needs to hear the most. It could be something simple and, and deeply universal, like, I love you. You're okay. It's going to be okay. Or it could be something super specific of like, hey, 
it's okay that that didn't work out because there's so many exciting things waiting for you in your life. And you actually learn a lot from this experience. Um, and then we do this process where the child and the adult self would hug. And if the client felt like this was right, the child would kind of merge into the adult self and become part of her and like live in that adult self's heart. And, and then, you know, you could move forward knowing that you're taking care of that child part, that child self. So beautiful. Almost, I could feel like a little emotional just thinking about it because I really felt it all those times I did it with clients. And I've done this on myself. I, um, I've taken myself through that process many times. Okay, okay, I keep burying the lead. So, this, so the part that, I just want to give you all context. So the part that makes me so excited and that really connects to this timeline idea is that sometimes I got this hit of, wow, the future self is there loving the past self. This, this to make it specific, my current self, if I were to do this process right now, I could go visit with a past me, maybe let's call it five-year-old me. I could visit with her. I could tell her she's loved. I could give her any support that she needs. And it's like that me that's here now that sends her all that love is sending her a love signal. Moreover, what if time, you know, it is linear, but what if it's not as linear as we think? And there's so many cool quantum physics thoughts on time. But what if it's not as linear as we think? What if the love that I feel for my five-year-old self can reach her? And so then I would think about, whoa, what if it's this client's future, future self, the one that, that I'm, the, the time that I'm not living in yet, that that client isn't living in yet, who's sending her love now? What if there's a, an even further future self who's sending love back through the timeline? I almost imagine this ripple of light going back through the timeline to meet all those past versions of that person, meeting each one and just, oh, just sending her so much love. And maybe there are specific times, <clears throat> like if you're going through a hard time in your life, I love the idea of considering the possibility that there's a future you out there who's gone through this, who's seen the other side of it who is sending you so much love, so much love, and just like wrapping you up in her love and her, and just support and just like cheering you on so deeply. And that kind of blew my mind because I think, you know, it's easy to think back and, oh, I, I love, I love my child self and I'm just going to scoop her up and take care of her. But what if there's a version of us in the future doing that to the us that's here now? And for me, in some way, that made it feel even more real that the love I'm sending to my child self now could really be received by that child self. I actually do think, and this gets really trippy, right? Time, when we merge, or not merge, but blur kind of the, when we make time nonlinear, <laughs> it can get kind of funky and, and confusing. But I also think that's where there's like a, like a certain kind of fun magic once again, I don't know if this is true, but I think it's possible that it's true. And I love considering this possibility that the love, all that love, all that, all that tapping and all that time that I've spent tapping and going deep into those childhood memories, those teenage memories, all of it. 
And then to carry over to these love letters that I've written to my younger self, what if all that energy that I'm sending to that younger self actually met her at those points in time? What if that's part of what helped me in my childhood, in my teen years? Yeah, I think that sometimes we, I love this idea and what we think often about how, oh, the things I do today will create who I am in the future, right? The, the, the habits, the practices, the mindset will create something in the future. But what if the things we're doing now also impact the past? And that almost creates this interesting circular sense of like, I'm meant to be doing the things I am now because it helped helps me have what I needed back then. <laughs> and so, you know, and some, once again, take it or leave it. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I just like this idea as a possibility. And I think I especially like this idea because when I think about a future me that doesn't, that I'm not even living yet, right? That, that doesn't exist yet in my awareness, who's sending me love now and just, and just cheering me on so much. That idea, that possibility opens me up more to looking for and feeling receptive to a feeling of love and support in my life, in my day-to-day life that, that feels like a love signal. So I know that's a lot of concepts. I know that's a lot of ideas that I'm presenting there. But if any of this resonates with you, if any of this clicks for you, just let your mind gently relax and explore these ideas. Another fun tie-in that probably has influenced these concepts being so alive in my mind comes from a wonderful author and coach, Tara Moore. She wrote the book, Plain Big, and there's this exquisite guided visualization in it that I think she actually borrowed from another coaching institute. She references that in the book, Um, but it's a guided visualization to connect with your future self because she really believes that our future self and, and connecting with this vivid image of her and sense of her can become like a way to awaken an inner mentor that can live with us always. We can tune into, oh, well, what would, what would my inner mentor do? What would that future me do? And maybe we're deeply connecting with that actual future timeline, or maybe we're just giving ourselves enough symbols and enough ideas to relax and open up to the wisdom we already have. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But that process is so cool. I, I've done it with clients, and they've gotten such incredible insights and What I love so much about connecting with the future self, that inner mentor, is that there's visual cues to it, but there's, I always see and feel that there's a, there's a, there's a very distinct, almost flavor to what that future self feels like. And I see it in the clients that I've worked with. I I know I felt it in myself and I think it's so much easier to follow and to, to, yeah, to follow the thread of that specific flavor, that specific feeling of your future self living her wonderful life. I think that's easier than specific goals or specific um, logistics or, or things like that. And so 
Yeah, and even in that guided visualization, part of what you do is you travel on this beam of light up into space, and then you let time pass in your mind, you know, you travel to the future, and then you come back down on another beam of light to visit her. And then when you return to be yourself, you go back up on a beam of light and then come back down to be you. And something about even that idea, these beams of light, these, these lines that, that connect us to the future, to the past, I really think there's something there. There's at least something there that deeply resonates for me. And I, yeah, I'm going to read you a love letter now. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, here we go. This one is from June 30th, 2020. Dear, sweet, beloved, you are a light in my life. Your sweetness, kindness, and gift for healing just emanates from you effortlessly. I like thinking about who you will become one day in the future. Maybe 30 years from now, 59 years old. Wow. The garden of your heart and your life continues to grow and blossom. Every season brings new dimensions and depth and luminescence. Here in the garden of your heart, I feel safe and full of wonder. This is heaven to me. Mm, that's a sweet one. I hunted quite a bit for you all to see if I could find a good example of, you know, me writing a love letter from as my future self to my past self or my past self to my current self or, you know, all those things. I guess... I literally doodled this for you all. In my mind, there's basically, um, there's three there's three places. There's the past, the present, the future, right? And you can come up with nine combinations of who could write to who, <laughs> to whom. <laughs> um, and of course, there's numerous uh, future versions of us and there's numerous past versions of us. And there's one present version of us. But then that present version changes moment by moment. So I'd love to leave you all with the idea of whether it's exploring like what would it feel like to let in the love of my future self? Or maybe it's what would it feel like to let in the love of my past self? And if letting in the love doesn't feel like ooh, the note you want to hit. Maybe you want to be sharing love. Maybe you want to explore sharing love with a future you, a past you. I think that a wonderful place to start, one of my favorite things, is to imagine a past version of you who might have needed even more love, even more support than she got. And imagine sending her love. Maybe write her a letter. Hey. You're doing a good job. I love you. I'm here. I'm loving you. I'm sending love from the future. Also, just as a side note, if you all have seen the movie Interstellar, I saw that recently with my boyfriend. Well, not that recently, but I saw it with him. It's one of his favorite movies, which was a very good sign that he and I are a match. <laughs> and... um Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And it talks about how love um, just transcends time on a certain level. I don't want to give too much away, but it's a beautiful movie. Matthew McConaughey, it's about space. And uh, 
I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, but you're like, hmm, it's been a minute, I'd encourage you to watch it again and think about it from this lens of love signals and all the ways that love is weaving itself into our lives to connect us to one another. All these timelines, all of our unique timelines. You know, I started off talking about travel and the places I've been, the places that the Love Letter Project happened in. And at the same time, I know that all that exists is this moment. And it's wild to think about how many places exist inside of me right now because I've been to those places, because I remember what it was like. An example, um, when I was on my road trip from Colorado to California, and I woke up early the night I spent in Sedona, and I hiked up to the Red Rocks, and there's this beautiful Buddhist, I think it's Buddhist, kind of stupa temple thing that's just out there among the Red Rocks, and there's a statue of a Buddha that's kind of small and wooden, and then there's this big metal thing that's just so beautiful. And I sat, and I watched the sunrise over the Red Rocks that were far, far in the distance, and I felt the sunlight touch my face, and I watched as it glowed through the little prayer flag strung from the edges of kind of the sacred space around the stupa up to the top part of the tower of it. And it was such a beautiful moment. I could hear there was somebody higher up hiking playing a Native American flute, which just felt like the most kind of magical, surprising thing. It was so quiet. And I just felt like as that sunlight reached my face, I felt such a sense of, of goodness, of wholeness in my own heart and rightness with where I was at and the adventure I was on. And that feeling, oh, that feels like such a quintessential feeling of love signals of that whole year of writing those love letters was this way that I was opening up to love. And, and yes, the, the, the inroad to it, the entry point was this exploration of self-love. But in reality, it was actually this whole beautiful, blooming, opening expansion towards the love of the divine and all the love that's here, the love that is reality. As I said in the last episode, you know, love is, is the only reality or something like that. I think that's the quote. So, yeah. I wanted to just... Think about places and think about how love travels across space and time. And I hope you all enjoyed that today. I'll leave you with our beloved phrase. There's so much love here for you. I hope you feel it more and more every day from your past self, from your future self, from the beyond, from the divine. Take care until next time.